0: I'd never go anywhere without one of these. And I started this uh I started this fucking habit when I was in prison for whatever reason. Ah dude, it's interesting. So what I realized, the same guy that I've told you about a hundred a hundred times, James Allen, but uh he said something once that like really stirred me up. It was like humans have an infinite capacity for new thoughts. And Basically, this whole essay that he wrote was about how, like, we have an infinite capacity for new thoughts, but a lot of us, most of us, actually, we think the same thoughts over and over and over again. And so, you know, we only ever experience a very limited um, amount of, like, sort of mental exploration that we're capable of, and it's because we allow, like, our attention to rest on other things and then you know, when we allow our attention to rest on things, like, um, he was like, your thoughts are like a, a stream, picture a stream flowing through your mind, and then every time you rest your attention on something, it's like putting a stick in the stream, and it diverts the stream, right, um, and we, a lot of, like, we are such habitual creatures that every day we wake up, and we put the same sticks in our stream, so, like, the stream never really has, an opportunity to flow unobstructed, um, which is where the new thoughts come from. And and so anyway, that fascinated me for a little while. But then when I started to be more self-aware, I realized, man, I have some really powerful thoughts from time to time. But sometimes I'll have a great idea and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I got to do that or whatever. And this probably happens to you, too. But by the time I get around to doing it, I forgot what the idea was. Right. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah, that's totally happened to me. So I started carrying around this book, and um, in prison, it was just a piece of paper and a pen. Um, but now I order these little books off Amazon, which I hate Amazon.
1: Yeah, man. Uh. Um, you've you've inspired me, actually, to start journaling a little bit. Really? Um, yeah. Um, my fiance, Kelsey, she got me a uh, gratitude journal where I put three things that I'm grateful for every day um, and three things that I want to accomplish for that day. Yeah um but that's historically just been something that I've done sort of here and there and not yeah. really stuck to um but the men's group that you've put together and talking about how um journaling has impacted your life yeah um and especially when you were in prison and how you know you really um had tunnel vision while you were in prison um and used your journal sort of as a way to self-meditate and um quiet out all all of the noise yeah um So I've taken that to heart, man. I've been journaling a lot more. Do you
0: journal like, I mean, do you just write your three things that you're grateful for every day or are you like, are you like sitting with yourself? I'm just writing three Ah! things that I'm grateful for. No, that's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. But like, okay. So, so, but what I'll use this for, this is a, this is a killer, dude, this is a gem. You guys got to take this is when I have a thought throughout the day that is like, oh, I have this idea, this would be cool to do, or whatever. Or, or if I just remember something that I need to do. Like for example, today I, you know, connected with like an influencer friend of mine, and I wanna send him some coffee, and I wanna send him some, a t-shirt. So, I'll write it down. I'll open up my notebook and write it down. So then those good ideas that you have throughout the day where you're like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should I should plan this surprise for Kelsey or I should. They don't escape you, you know, because that whole thing that James said, the James Allen, he was like, you know, Uh, You have an infinite capacity for new thought. Whenever I have like an original thought or an idea, I write it down because I don't want to lose it. I want to keep that and keep adding to the database of like original thoughts and ideas that I have. But also carrying this has made me so much more effective because like having good intentions is one thing but following through on the intentions is a totally different thing. So if if you have a million thoughts throughout the day and only, you know, a hundred of them are like, Oh, I need to do this. It's like an actionable thing. Well, if you write them down and then at the end of the day you reflect and you're like, okay. And then you physically cross them off. Dude, it's like every good idea that I have now I execute on. Like I don't let them go to
1: waste. Do you know who Brandon Turner is? No. So I'm in the real estate space. Yeah. Brandon Turner was one of the. He wasn't the founder of Bigger Pockets. Josh Dorkin was, but he was sort of his right hand man. What's
0: Bigger Pockets?
1: Bigger Pockets is a real estate investing website. It's got like it, a social it. media for real estate investing, which is the world that I'm in, as yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and Brandon Turner started out with Bigger Pockets because Josh Dorkin had made a listing about needing someone to write blogs for him, um, and Brandon Turner had reached out to Josh. Josh Dorkin. And he started doing blogs for him. Well, anyways, now he's this super successful, like, you know, did millions of dollars of real estate. And now, you know, he's sort of fulfilling his life's purpose, doing things that are a lot bigger than himself. Um, Sort of the natural transition once you start building the amount of wealth that that he's created. Yeah. Um, And one of the things that he talks about is he'll bring his journal with him um, when he gets a massage. Mm -hmm. Because when he's in that complete state of relaxation, He'll just have the. That's where I have good ideas. Hundred percent. That's where the ideas go. He'll be laying down on the bed, and he reaches over to grab his pen and journals as he's getting his massage. Yeah. And he takes his journal with him everywhere he goes for the same reason that you're talking about. Yeah. You never know when you're going to get that idea. Um. And he claims that a lot of his business ideas to this day or from bringing his journal with 100 percent. when he has those moments. well
0: that's what i mean that's that's why i wanted to give that to you and to everybody is like we all have uh, we all have an abundance of great ideas but the difference between people like you and most people is most people have great ideas and they don't ever actually they don't ever actually you know put them into action they don't ever a- actually execute on them but the people that ultimately build the life that they want or become the person that they want to be they're the people that have the thought that say oh I should insert here and then they actually circle back and and hold themselves accountable to executing on it and I I found I don't know if it's because maybe it's everybody but I always told myself it's because I did so much drugs when I was younger that like I'll have great ideas and then I'll, they'll just be gone forever. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> they'll just be gone forever. They fried your brain. Yeah, they fried my fried my brain. So so this is my hack anyway. I bring it everywhere, if I have a good idea, I write it down and then I know that that's one one more good idea cuz we you don't have I mean I guess you have an infinite capacity, but you don't have an infinite number of great ideas in your life. So you if you got to catch them when they come and execute on them, you 100%. know? 100% Um, I think
1: there needs to be um, a moment of pain as well to execute at the level that these people execute at. Really? What do you mean by that? Um, I think that there has to be. So a lot of people are motivated by just greater things, wealth, a better life and things like that. But just from the wealthy people who I've studied, a lot of them have come from a place of so much pain that they just had to get out of their current situation yeah. to be where they are today i
0: i agree but i also hate highlighting that because I,
1: so, I do too because
0: sometimes when people hear that they're like oh well i ain't never been through you know i ain't never been through what you've been through so i might not ever be successful because i don't have that pre pre-qualif- that pre-qualifier of trauma or pain or suffering or whatever but it, you're a thousand percent right. There's
1: lots of examples of that, by the way. What do you mean? Like Drake. Drake is a very successful rapper. Oh, but he ain't never been through nothing. Never been through nothing. Yeah, yeah, all the time. yeah. So, <laughs> There's plenty of examples like yeah. that, and you 100% can do it. Yeah. But um, just from the people that I've studied, I'm just keeping it real. I'm mm-hmm. just, you know. Um, no, but
0: it's interesting. A lot of them, a yeah. lot of them have come from some – you know, trying circumstances or had to go through
1: a traumatic incident or something like that. It it doesn't even necessarily have to be traumatic. It's, it's like, for me, I went through um, just playing basketball my whole life. And then, you know, thought I was going to the NBA basically until I got to college. And then when I got to college, it was was a very sobering experience for me to see all of the six foot 10 people around me. And I was in D2 college basketball. So what's what's D1 doing? What's What's D1 like? Yeah. So that for me, when I quit basketball, my place of pain, it wasn't traumatic. It was just like, I need something else to pursue. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't comfortable with my current situation. Yeah. Um, so I'm certainly not saying that, you know, one has to be, you know, go through a lot of shit when they're, when they're a kid in order to be successful. Yeah, All I'm simply saying is, is that you've noticed it hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. (laughs) Like, You have to be in a lot of situ- in a lot of cases, being uncomfortable with your current situation is fuel. You oh, use that as power. A
0: hundred percent. In fact, <laughs> I recently had this conversation because um, dealing dealing with the unhoused population here in St. Louis is like a um, it's a it's a topic of discussion, you know, especially because I live in the city and in the city we have a, a, a decent unhoused population. And, you know, the qu- the question of how to deal with it um, in the right way is, a, is it's a it's a it's a big conversation that's happening on in, on the public stage. And and I am I always chime in and I'm like, listen, in my experience people that are especially when they're in the grips of like addiction drug addiction a lot of them are you know it's just a reality so especially when they're in the grips of drug addiction you you cannot you cannot reason with these people you can't try you can't you can't give them food and you know give them you can't do stuff like that because they'll take the food and then they'll just go do the same thing that they were doing you know before you gave them the food and and I was like, you know, I chimed into a conversation recently. I said, we have to make it so incredibly uncomfortable. As uncomfortable as possible. We have to make it so uncomfortable that at that point, there's only two, there's only two potential outcomes. It's that, you know, it's either self-destruction or it's so uncomfortable that they said, fuck it, enough is enough, you know. And uh, it's very similar to what you're talking about. Like just being in a low spot and only from that low spot being like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to, you know, rise from the ashes, so to speak.
1: You talk about this in the men's group quite a bit when you get into, you know, what's wrong with our culture and it all starts with, from within, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen from the top down. It's going to happen from the bottom up. Um, and it makes sense. That That's the you truth. Think the, yeah, it's a hundred percent the truth. Um, and it makes sense why you think the way that you do politically too, and why you, you tell us the things that you do in the men's group, because man, if you get handouts, you're, you're not going to do anything. You're never going to do anything. You're, there's no need to. There's no need to. <laughs> Why would
0: I do anything differently if I'm good right now and you're going to give me everything that I'm missing? Like yeah. It doesn't make
1: any sense. We were grabbing cigars. Um, and I, I don't know if I could drop yeah. names about people in the group. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but I asked Gabe. Gabe and I were talking. And I was like, man, but how do you how do you help those poor communities like what do you do about those communities who literally don't have shit how do you give them money yeah and his answer was you take the money away from them yeah and i was like damn right. that actually makes a lot of sense You make it
0: harder that, dude that's crazy
1: yeah you, you force them to grind because when your back is just completely up against the wall and you have no other option what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you that's know? right
0: and human nature makes us you know, we, we, we have this, we have fight in us. If you back a human being into a corner, you know, that motherfucker is going to fight. Um, so yeah, dude, I was, you know what I was thinking earlier, uh, when I was, um, when I was downstairs just cleaning up and you know, man, it's a grind. Uh, people could see, sometimes I'm like, man, if people could see what I do to keep this thing going. Uh, but, uh, no, I was thinking, man, I'm gonna be the first guy to, to interview to interview James. Like I'm gonna be the first one to have James on a podcast. Like I, I was thinking, man, I you know, I, I think it's interesting because um well first I was like James is gonna be the next Grant Cardone and I'm like, Grant who? Grant Who? I don't fucking know Grant Cardone. I know James <laughs> Gleason, you know. Um but it's it's cool, man. I um I just fucking love seeing people win, man. I love seeing people win. I, I actually, I love seeing people win, but I love contributing to the win more than I love just seeing it like objectively somewhere else. Like I just have to, I have to admit that. Like there's something selfish about, you know, how much I love just being a part of the process. and um, Totally. And I was like, man, you know, James is going to be, you know, some big and famous someday. And, and, and then we're going to look back and the first podcast he was on was the good Omen podcast. So I hate to
1: disappoint. Ah! <laughs> I've been on a few other podcasts. Okay. Um, I have been on three other podcasts just throughout, you know, the, the six years that I've been in this business. Yeah. But I've really been putting the podcast and the social media. You've seen me post a putting few more forward. times in lately. I'm trying, bro. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but I've been taking that a lot more seriously than I have historically just because historically I've had a job I've had other responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. Um, so now that I have all of my time to put into this, I've, I've been able to do that. Um, but a hundred percent dude, um, Omen has been a a tremendous light for me. It's been a tremendous amount of growth for me. Um, all the people that I've met at Omen, um,
0: but you didn't even, first of all, you didn't even find us. Kelsey found us. Okay. That's she, true. She deserves all the credit. She's a, <laughs> she, a crackhead for, she for, sure. for her milkshake. She is for her milkshake. Listen, don't be knocking her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fire.
1: <laughs> I have a college joke with my buddies. If it ain't black, I ain't fucking with it. Oh! With so I only drink black coffee. You, know, you want
0: to know a secret? When I was like 16, this is when I first started drinking coffee. Oh, this is going to sound so bad. I don't care. People already call me racist. But I used to I used to pull into the Dunkin Donuts drive-through. That's first of all. Man, that's crazy. Now looking back just knowing like what Starbucks is now versus Dunkin Donuts. I used to go to Dunkin Donuts. I would never go to Starbucks when I was a kid. And the thing I liked about Dunkin Donuts was that they put they don't put simple syrup in their coffee. They put real sugar. So like when you when you get it you know you're sucking. You're, you know I'd get an iced coffee. You get you get the, your straw down in the bottom, and there's actual granular sugar down there. That's the best feeling ever. Oh shit, dude! I didn't know. It's that. the
1: best. I I've only like, gone to Dunkin' Donuts for their donuts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah no,
0: no. So you dig there. in, and you get like actual sugar coming up. You know what I'm talking about, Jack? That shit is amazing. <laughs> oh, you don't even drink coffee. So anyway, I would be like, man, I like my coffee like I like my women: extra light and extra sweet. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, but, but not, yeah, bro.
1: Omen's been great. Like, it's been a really, really good thing for me. I've met some incredible people. Um, Even being around people like you, um, anytime I'm feeling comfortable, you're always pushing me. Me and you have been doing the runs consistently. Uh, Well, dude, it's
0: because I believe in you. Like, I I legitimately – like, that's what I was thinking about, too, downstairs. Like, there was a whole bunch of thoughts. But it was like, man, I'm only going to have – like, the only people that I have on the show are going to be people that are on a path – and then I see the path and I believe that they can do it like I know like I and it, and it's that, cool because I have like a little bit of an audience and a little bit of a platform and my people are super fucking cool. Like my the people I don't have the biggest audience in the world, but my people go so hard for me. It's so cool.
1: 100 um, percent.
0: But like if I can insert other people who don't have the platform, but have the potential and they have the mission and they have the vision and they have the you know the experience and the wisdom that they've gained and and I could share that with them but then also give them the backing of the audience dude it's it's really really cool but yeah I believe in you man and I'm so proud of you because um so James I keep I keep putting him on the spot and he hates it every time but James is 20 he's only 27 and he just recently retired, you know? He just like retired, he's like, yeah man, I don't ever have to work another day in my life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's what you said, that's what you said, I'm just quoting you, he's like, I don't ever have to work another day in my life, 27 years old, how fucking cool is that? Um, And like, I just don't think that we do a good enough job like celebrating people who, well one, like celebrating the process, you know, Not, not necessarily the outcome. Um, but like the fact that you just, you, you literally like, tell me, tell me about some of the low points. Like you fucking slept on a couch in an apartment. What, what Damn, was this? What was the story listened. again? You slept on you a couch all. in an apartment. James had a like two bedroom apartment or a three bedroom
1: I had a two bedroom apartment, uh, with my best buddy and we had a plan from the very beginning that we were going to airbnb our rooms and sleep on the couch.
0: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Keep going.
1: Um so dude, we have the craziest stories, but basically the entire 2 years that we lived there, we lived for free. And we ate ramen noodles and peanut butter sandwiches, but what's crazy about the whole thing when I tell people this, they're like, dude, you're fucking crazy, but we enjoyed it. Like yeah. we had a blast. It was so fun. Like all the different guests that we had. We had this one lady So we had the two bedrooms, we had the futon and we had the couch. We had this one lady who asked to rent the couch from me for 20 bucks. Like, dude, raunchy. Like this couch had every, every substance you can think of on it. Just disgusting. And she rented it from us three times. So we had people like that, but dude, we enjoyed it. And to your point earlier. So, um, I don't know if I've ever, if I've ever told you that I used to sell knives for Cutco. Did I tell yeah, you that? Yeah, you did tell me that. Okay, cool. So someone who's been a mentor to me without him even knowing. I've just been watching him from the distance. Um, His name's Justin Donald. And ever since I worked for Cutco at age 18, I always looked up to this man. Because he had it all. Like, he wasn't just financially successful. He was just he, – he was the most likable dude that you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like, he was a very good person, family man, like – everyone that he talked to, he had an impact on just like everything that I wanted in my life. <clears throat> so I've been watching him from afar. Um, well, anyways, I'll reach out to him from time to time. And two weeks ago when I officially retired, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, Justin, I wanted you to know that I've followed your footsteps and I've used real estate to retire myself. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know that because you've been an impact in my life. And his response to me was so interesting. He said, congratulations, James, you know, take a lot of pride in that. Cause not a lot of people have ever been able to do that. Yeah. Make sure that you celebrate this moment. Yeah. And I was like, like he said, make sure you celebrate this moment and be intentional about it. Yeah. And I was like, that's super interesting that this very successful, I mean, deck millionaire, very successful person. That yeah. that was his one piece. You know, I thought he was going to be like, all right, now hammer home and, and get to the yeah, next one. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, because that that's what I thought I was going to do. You yeah. Know? But he said, make sure that you're intentional about celebrating this moment and that you take some time to yourself. Yeah. So what did you do? I have not been taking time <laughs> <of> myself
0: <laughs> Jason's <has> been working. <laughs> he's I've been, been working.
1: He's been working, dude. But I tell you and I tell everyone I am gonna take a season of life to
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I need uh, it, honestly. Yeah, but but to think about okay, but going back to like celebrating like and, and, and really I don't know, just embracing the process and understanding that like in order to reach your goals sacrifices are are required. You literally slept on a couch in a, and and instead of sleeping in the rooms that you were paying for, you literally Airbnb'd out the rooms in your apartment and slept on the couch and the floor just to get where you're trying to go because you were so laser focused on, like you knew the whole time that you were already in this. You you were already in this, right? I've
1: for six years that that this is what I was going to do. Yeah, man. I mean, but the real sacrifice was made by Kelsey. Kudos to her.
0: Yeah, tell me what the first time Kelsey went over.
1: She was like, I can't believe you, you let me in here. <laughs> she, did, she didn't say it that day, but like on a later day, she was like, I could not believe. Because all of our clothes were in the family room, all of our food, like everything. We lived in that, in that family room. Yeah. So she was like, I can't believe that you took me there. But dude, meeting her was like. And she stayed. She stayed. She stayed. So 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 picture this. So picture this. James,
0: how what was this? How long you guys been together?
1: I was twenty three. So we've been together almost four years. Four years. They
0: just got you guys just got engaged, what, two months ago? Uh four months ago, yeah. Four months ago. So James is engaged to this wonderful woman, Kelsey. Um, who I happen to I I built a relationship with Kelsey before I knew James and Um, she he ended up finding Omen because she became a regular, um. But she's told me since she's like I could not believe that he even brought me to this fucking apartment, and then, and then not only that, but the first day that I spent in there, I spent what'd she say? I spent a couple hours uh, cleaning, like I yeah. cleaned everything, I cleaned the yeah. kitchen, I washed all the dishes before I would before I would stay there. And I'm like, yeah, but you, but I mean, but you stayed, yep. you know, dude. That's so she cool. Saw something
1: in me. Yeah, <laughs> dude,
0: you're a stud, man. You're you're a freaking stud. But okay, so also, I mean, on that note. Um, one of the things that inspires me and I don't know, it just resonates with me so deeply about like watching you. Cause I get to watch everything from where I sit in the shop. It's like, you know, I'm on like a perch, you know, and I just overlook my kingdom, so to speak. But like, I see you like cycling through all these, these young, young guys, like, you know, 18, uh, even Ray, Ray's probably what, 30 something, but, um, a variety of, of guys that are inspired by what you've been able to accomplish, which it's funny because you see and hear about the shit all the time on social media. These like real estate investors and the I think for the most part, I have a negative idea of those people because they're always like oh get rich real quick and blah 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 and it's just totally. like like I understand how much work goes into anything so I just don't like their delivery like they may be they may be true like for example you've only been doing this five and a half years but and you started from like you didn't like nobody handed you any money did your parents like you know oh, no trust fund no no none other, okay Not so hell that. no right so yeah. you started from scratch five and a half years is actually a very quick amount of time to build the kind of wealth that you've built Um, and the kind of freedom, I think that's the most important thing, but, but five and a half years is actually not that long. So you could easily be like, Hey, I could make you financially free in five years. And that to me, that's a, that's a cheesy sales pitch, even though it's technically true, um, because they're leaving out the part that like you're going to have to do things that 99.9% of people on earth are not willing to do. hundred percent. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have
1: eight mentees now, large. Well, actually entirely because of Omen, because I do have mentees outside of Omen, but this whole thing started because of Omen. I would have never done this without Omen. That's so cool. It is cool, man. It's, it's been a blessing. Like it's, it's extremely fulfilling. Um, a part of my success, your, your friend Jack was asking what, how I define success. Part of it is seeing my mentees succeed now, which is super cool. Um, but I tell all of them, man, like I will give you the tools. I'll teach you what to do, how to do it. I'll hold your hand through the process. But at the end of the day, this shit is hard work. Like, you got to put in the time Yeah, hundred percent. You got to put in the time. Um,
0: what are some of the hardest parts of the process? These last five and a half years. Like what? Oh, what dude. were like? What were some? No, for real. What How were much some? Time of, do what were? Have? What were some of the? We got time. Like <laughs> I just, I just start. Um, uh, I just lit a cigar, so this is gonna burn for a while. Grace is gonna be fucking pissed because she hates it when I smoke inside. But, but uh, I just lit a cigar. Yeah. What are some of the hardest parts of the process? Because, truthfully, man, like, I'll be honest. I would have been receded into the background of like we live in a connected world. Um, and, and I, I say that word very loosely connected. Um, we're all connected via all this content that's constantly pushed out. And like, I have this audience and I have these like amazing people that have supported every part of my process, my journey since I got out of prison. And, And like, that's really cool. And I'm super grateful for it. But, um, it's super toxic, and, and and I think it's a net negative for society. And so I would have
1: it's too much information.
0: Yeah, it is because now they don't. You know, whatever. That's a different discussion. But I, I I would have, and I've thought about this many times. I would have receded into the background, gotten off of social media, stopped doing podcasts and everything, if it wasn't for the opportunity that it presents for me to give people a realistic expectation of what it takes to become happy and, 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 and earn their peace and, you know, and, and discover a version of themselves that they can be proud of and maybe build some success. Like I live for that, that one person that might see my Instagram story today and be inspired to change their life for that one person that might listen to this podcast and hear something that you said, or I said, and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to level up or whatever. I live for that. That's the only reason I'm still on, you know, social media. And and a huge part of it, a huge part of it is sharing with people the lows, you know, it's sharing with them the lows because everybody like when you take into account what social media and podcasts and mainstream media shows us aside from the news the news is all negativity but everything else is all highlight reels and I'm just trying to show people like this shit is so hard so like I'm really interested in hearing like what were some of the hardest parts of the process
1: yeah totally well first of all I just want to say for you man like I appreciate the kind words I appreciate you putting your faith in me um I personally don't know anyone who's doing what you're doing from you know building a culture like you are. Um, a Dude, lot of people,
0: you're the only person that I've like.
1: I had I didn't and, and we
0: and it was briefly we were running, but like painting the picture for you. Yeah. Of like ty- kind of like what's in my
1: head, you know, hundred percent. You're was, playing chess. It was cool to be able
0: to paint that picture.
1: And most people that I know, including myself, yeah. it's all about business and financial gain. I mean, that, that's why I'm doing this at yeah. the end of the day, you know, from a selfish perspective it's because I want to make money and yeah. I want to provide a life for my, my future family and for myself. Yeah. Um, but you're the only person I know genuinely who's creating the culture that you're creating. And I think it's really incredible. Thank like, you. Man. I'm growing as a person. I'm a better person because of you. So yeah. thank you for everything that you do. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, from a, from a what has gone wrong perspective, Most of my horror stories are probably from a construction perspective. Really? Um, When I got started in this, I was 21 years old. I didn't know anything about construction. I didn't know anything about real estate contractor could have charged me $30,000 to paint a room, I would have said yes because I had no idea. Because he didn't know what it cost. I had no idea. I had yeah. no education. Yeah. Which is a big part of...
0: But that's a cost of doing business, right? Like some people are going to burn you. And Unless you, ha- you hire a mentor. Yeah, that's true. And then true. they could teach you, hey, <laughs> that's that's this true. is how I fucked up. Don't do this. Yeah.
1: So for me, I didn't know anything. So most of my nightmare stories have come from construction. So I've had, you know, sewer lines that you know i have a 17 unit apartment building in central west end a sewer line got cracked underneath the concrete and the building was built in the 1930s so they used to build the pipe way down underneath like nowadays the pipe is closer to the bottom of the floor to the surface yeah Yeah. uh a century ago it was like 10 feet below the floor so and it was copper pipe. So we had to dig through, you know, basically 40 feet of pipe, 10 feet deep. And it cost me like 30 grand to do it. Wow. Dude, that's just the beginning. I mean, I've, I've had contractors that don't show up to the job and I'm out all the money that I paid them. You know, they say, hey, your bid is 50 grand. Pay me 25 grand now and then pay me 25 grand when you're done. And then I pay them the 25 grand and I never hear from No them way. Oh, yeah. What? Dude, that's probably happened to me. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. That that did not apply to me. I mean, I probably did that like four times. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy because you'll you'll deal with contractors who are like, well, why would I start on your job? You know, with my money, and it makes sense when you're talking to them. You're like, oh, you're right. All right, here's my money. Yeah, and then you never hear from them again.
0: Oh, uh, so I have stories like, like that. Car mechanics,
1: yeah, ah, uh, for sure, bro. I have stories like that. I mean, I have stories where. And it's a lot more stressful when you're dealing with investors. Yeah. So I've, I've brought partners to the table. Um, so now I'm dealing with other people's money Yeah. now it's like, dude, these people are trusting me with their money. With I can't With their fuck money, up. you can't lose it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So really, man, when you have like big events like that happen, it's really the day to day stress that comes with it. That makes yeah. it so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really is. Have Donald ever- Donald Trump talks about, um, and whether you vote for him or not, I listen to him from a business perspective all the time. Um, and one of the things that he says that he attributes to success is you have to have a stomach. You have to be able to weather those storms because everyone if you're trying to start a successful venture like you are with Omen yeah. like starting a coffee business is hard yeah. there are other coffee shops in St. Louis There's you so have many. to stand out yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you have to be able to stomach the stress the the insecurity that comes with man you know i don't have as much business today as i thought i would i know all that shit you have to persevere through that yeah so for me man it was just in all of the fucked up stuff that happened to me really just from a lack of education Um, being able to weather that storm and stomach it. And honestly, Kelsey is like 50% of why I'm here because I would go home and be like, babe, here's the, the one to two hour session of what went wrong today. And she was always like such a great listener, man. Like I I literally wouldn't be here if she, she could have said at any point, like, this is getting annoying. Like, stop talking to me about this. She never did that. So, um. Were there any
0: days where you were like, man, this ain't going to work? Like, fuck, maybe I just.
1: No, I I always had the end goal in mind. Yeah. Like, period. I I was going to be a real estate investor. I had no choice. It was that or be an engineer. And I hated being an engineer. Yeah. So for me, we were talking about earlier. The pain of being an engineer was greater than the stress that I was going through. So I persevered through it all. There was never a moment where I was like. This whole real estate thing isn't for me. There's been moments when I've been like, man, I got to slow it down a little bit or whatever, things like that. I got to pivot. Yeah. But no, there is never a moment where I was like, so what would you say?
0: What would you say to the people who, you know, they they are in a similar position, right? Like you were an engineer, which is a decent job. You know, it's not, I think it's a respectable profession. If you told anybody in public, like, Hey, I'm an engineer. They'd be like, Oh, okay. That's cool. So, what would you say to the people that have a job right now but they just hate it they hate it they have something that they really want to do and um like i'm like a burn the ships kind of guy i don't give i do not recommend that i don't tell anybody to do that um but i did i just quit my job and was like fuck it i'm gonna make it work Do you think
1: people should follow their passion
0: a hundred percent i i am i feel actually really convicted sorry guys we got like a we got like a a squad of four wheelers going by or something right now, but um, but i i i that's perhaps one of the uh messages that I feel most passionate about propagating is that you spend more time working than you do anything else in your whole life. Like I'm I'm talking, you spend more time working than you do sleeping. You spend more time working than you do with your family. You spend more time, you spend more time. So you have to love it. And not only that, but I think that at the end of the day, everybody wants to, you know, have a sense of purpose. Like I think that, you know, feeling like that sense of purpose is, um, it's, it may be the whole point of life, like just finding out how you can be useful, right? And I think that when you boil boil it down, everybody's purpose is to contribute to the whole, right? That's where I think we feel most fulfilled. And you, when you find what you're passionate about, and you find something that you you understand how you're contributing you know on a daily basis it changes your whole like the whole experience of your whole life because every day there's not i mean it's not to say and i think people get this confused but it's not to say that you love every moment like you don't love every moment. totally you don't but on a you know but overall though it's always a net positive it's always like but i love my life like i feel really good i love my job i love my purpose. whatever my mission my path um, and so anyway, uh, I digress. I do not recommend doing what I did, but I do recommend even when we, this came up the other night when we were smoking cigars because the kid, the young kid, Justin, that was there, he's got this business that he wants to grow and we were talking about it. And I was like, listen, keep your job as long as you possibly can.
1: hundred percent. I and, give the same advice. And then,
0: yeah. and then just grind on the side. So that's actually what I was asking is, do you, do you think the same thing?
1: Um, Absolutely, I do. Um, There's two schools of thought with this, which is interesting. And people like Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sure you've heard of him, um, huge social media guy, he talks all the time about following your passion and, you know, what's the point if if you're not enjoying what you're doing. But the other school of thought, which is what I subscribe to, is there are seasons in life. So you have to have different seasons. There's no such thing as perfect balance and there's no such thing as, you know, Um, doing what you love to do every single day. So what I did, and depending on, you know, your personality type, if you can stomach it, what I recommend to people is you go through a season of life where you sacrifice, even if you don't enjoy it. So for me, it was five and a half years of being an engineer. I went through that season of life where I really hated what I did every day, but I knew that there would be an end goal in mind so that now for the rest of my life, now this next season is sort of enjoying the fruits of my labor. And if I would have followed my passion, I don't know if I'd be here today, you know? So it's interesting. Maybe I would be, I think choosing the right vehicle is super important too. That's
0: interesting. So like if you would have followed your passion as in what basketball
1: in basketball or underwater basket weaving, whatever I'm passionate about, right? Like whatever my, what, like if I'm passionate in being a history teacher, I, you You know, I'm I'm never really going to make it, you know? Yeah. See, I disagree with
0: you on that because me and you are complete opposites. I'm like purpose driven, passion driven, and you're like money driven. Yes. hundred percent. (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. But to you, I respect it though, but you also have enjoyed the process. Like you're a genuine, you're genuinely a student of real estate. And yes. of investing and of success and personal excellence. You're a student of all of those things. And I think it's unfair to describe you, you know, as money driven, exclusively money driven without including that tidbit that you actually enjoy the process, though.
1: I do it for sport.
0: And I think yeah. that and I think because you're a competitor, you're yes. you're yeah. almost at the highest level of basketball. You're an athlete. So like. You're a competitor at heart, and so you, you you were able to translate what you're doing now, you know, in, into your own mind as, like, this is just another sport, and I'm about to try to win, you know? 100%. So I I think you, you don't give yourself enough credit there because you are sort of – you're passionate about competing. Yes. And so there, there's, a, there's an element of passion even weaved in, even though you're like, this is just math to me. This yeah. is just – if I keep – putting these inputs there's going to be these outputs over here yeah
1: and the math and and the money is almost a scoreboard for me yes so it is a hundred percent
0: but i do think people should find something that lights them up like you like when you find a when you find a multi-family let's say you find this building 20 units whatever and like for whatever for whatever reason it's just a steal yeah and you can't tell me that you're not like Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> we fucking made it. We fucking made it. I I know yeah. you are. One hundred percent. I know, you are. I know yeah. you are. The
1: adrenaline, something else. Uh, um, so yeah, it's good. So to so answer your yeah, to
0: answer the question, do you, they gotta stay passionate? They gotta they gotta find something that lights them up like that. No,
1: <clears throat> I don't know, man. Um, I think or do they just do that? I think the it math. depends on the person. Yeah, that's what I'll say. So I think so for most people who want to be entrepreneurs. Um, I would say you're an exception to the rule, like you really care about the community. You care about the culture that you're creating. You care about the brand. That's awesome. You're a good person. Like you really are. (laughs) Um, I think most people who get into business, it's because they want to get out of their current situation. They want to, you know, be more successful financially, whatever it is. So. I think there is something to be said for those people who really, you know, they're into sales or they're into creating a business or whatever it is on focusing on the money game first so that you can do do whatever you're passionate about. Got it. If I'm passionate about drawing, I can't make a living unless you're the top 1% of the 1%. You're right. So... There's something to be said about focus on the money game, do nothing but the money game first for that season of life, and then move on to your drawing or whatever it is that you want to do. Because at the end of the day, man, we live in America. This is a financial country, whether you like it or not. Well, it's so, capitalism.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I th- I would say to those people then? Because I, I can co-sign this advice, like focus on the money game first free yourself up to be able to do whatever you want later. That's, that's great. That's kind of what I did. Not really, because I still was super passionate about what I was doing before, but I knew that like someday I was going to open a coffee shop. And truthfully, I always imagined that I was going to do this as like a side hustle. Like I was like, Oh, like, so basically it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Interesting. I, I was going to get my money right. And then be like, Oh, I'm just going to do this for fun. Um, it didn't end up working out that way, but um, but what I would say is maybe find somebody who's immediately accessible. That's very successful and be like, Hey, whatever they're doing, learn their skill, learn, learn what they're doing and then, and then ask them to mentor you or whatever,
1: dude, be a copycat, be like, a copycat. find someone who's done what you want to do and just do what they did Yeah, and you'll be successful. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I have this thought all the time and I've been retired for two weeks, so I'm not, you know, this, I'm not, this it doesn't matter.
0: You're fucking 27. You may have been, may as well been retired for fucking two decades, bro. Yeah, <laughs> for
1: sure. But I haven't had, you know, all the time in the world to think about this. I'm not this super philosophical guy, but there's balance to it as well. So I focused on the money game. Now I'm paying off a lot of my mortgages and if you get into real estate, a lot of the real estate wealth is created through debt, through leverage, through mortgages. Um, and so from a strictly financial perspective, paying off my mortgages is a bad financial decision. I could become more wealthy if I never paid off my mortgages. I borrowed more money and I bought more real estate. I would be more wealthy if I did that. However, I've chosen to pay off my mortgages strictly for peace of mind, Got it. because at the end of the day, I had the thought, you know, I've made it this far. What's the point of all this? You know, I'm having, I'm having that thought now. It's like, man, you know, what do I do with my time? And for me, peace of mind is more important than anything. We're doing this all to have better lives and to improve ourselves. Yeah. So to me, continuing, continuing to leverage and continue to compete as badly as I want to the peace of mind and you know, Kelsey's my fiance. Now we're going to get married soon. I'm thinking about kids. I'm thinking about a family. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy that three years from now, I'm like, babe, uh, you know, we lost everything. You got to go back to work or like, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of that. Yeah. So So
0: if you solidify your wins now and then start from scratch and start building again,
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as badly as I want to compete, I am taking calculated steps and balancing every decision that I make now. Yeah. But in the beginning, it wasn't that way. In the beginning, I had no choice. I had nothing. I just wanted to get out of the situation that I was in.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy that you had nothing. It really, and you built it from scratch. Like what is your portfolio worth right now? Do you know? Do you, are you comfortable? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. 11 million.
0: 11 million. Yeah. (laughs) In five years. That's insane. Who the fuck did you learn? What YouTube videos were you watching? I need to watch those. Dude, really?
1: (laughs) Dude, it was really just obsession. Really? Straight up. Yeah. It was really just like, like I said, being sick of my current situation. Were you
0: playing basketball when you started?
1: No. So what happened was I played basketball. Dude, my whole, like how I am about real estate today is how I was about basketball. Maybe even more. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was. What position did you play? Crazy. Uh, Shooting guard. Really? Yeah. You think you can beat me one on one? absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i still i mean do you even play bro we got it
0: bro. we got to get a men's league going we should i I, i'm trying to find currently i'm actually trying to find an indoor gym because i have enough guys that come to omen that play ball or have played at a high level yeah that i could easily drop that in the chat and be like yo every thursday night or whatever i just need to find a a place to be fun to host it. You should do that. You know what I mean? You know what I was thinking about doing? And I haven't ran this by any of those guys. They might hear this before I even reach out. But, um, I know that there's some guys that play at first form HQ. So I was thinking about like hitting them up and being like, yo, every, whatever you get your crew, I'll get my crew. And we'll fucking play Do it And it'd be funny Because like I You know I used to work there And, and go back there That'd be and fun it. it would be really competitive That'd be it, super fun It would yeah, be bro, really competitive And I know our team would win I know Cause I, I'm like already You, you know. said Tim's really good bro, too Bro I'm competitive so wanna... And I'm like already thinking in my head Alright James play D2 tim played d2 like all right i could play Uh, i could get mad on the basketball (laughs) court if it gets competitive enough but that it's so much fun it's so so much much fun. fun
1: dude but for me it was to back to what we were talking about i played basketball thought i was going to the nba obsessed over it worked my butt off man and i believe genetics has a role in anything um well actually it it definitely does, but if I would have worked hard enough, maybe I could have made it. That there's a whole other debate about that.
0: There is a debate because um, I, I would debate you on that
1: genetics. <laughs> which side are you on? I mean, I think that there's exceptions
0: to every rule, and I'm 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 an exception for, to to many quote unquote rules. Right, like when you look at the statistical probability of me being who i am and where i am right now it's very unlikely 100 so like yeah i think there's exceptions to every rule but i think generally speaking you're right that genetics do play a role
1: yeah i just didn't want to come off as i was making an excuse no but you totally could have been an exception motherfucker you totally
0: could have been an exception
1: um well so i worked my butt off didn't make it and then went to d2 ball and wasn't good you know compared to some of the d2 players that that played there yeah so then quit um and then just felt like super empty like i needed something to pursue i needed like another goal so then there was a season of about six months to a year where i was just like lost i had worked pretty lost yeah um i mean i had worked pretty hard rala is a hard school so i went to rala studied to be an engineer um it was no joke And then I had my first internship as an engineer. This is like the big goal. Yeah. And then I was like, man, this is, I hate this. This This is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So for that, like six months to a year, I felt pretty empty about like, man, what am, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And then that's when real estate became a part of the picture and, I just started obsessing over it. Like that was my new basketball. That was my new sport. And it still is to this day. It yeah. gives me purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's good. It should be your new basketball, especially since I can beat you one-on-one. You know, you don't, you don't want to claim that as your main sport. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jack, S- S- Jack, <laughs> yeah, Jack, my, my, uh, my producer for the show. Um, You know, it's so funny, man. Life is good. God is good. It's interesting, man. I, um, me and you actually have had this conversation. Are you still an atheist? You're going to come around. I'm agnostic. You're agnostic. Okay. He's still figuring it out. Kelsey but and I are going to church. He, he's he's going to figure it out. But uh, you know why the coffee shop is called Omen Coffee Co., right? Like it's. You
1: told me it was from a book.
0: Yeah. It's inspired by one of my favorite books. Um, but in the book, you know, the, the there's this main character, Santiago. He's on this journey and uh just like we are but he comes across and he meets many several wise or he meets several wise men and one of them told him like hey heed the omens like you know and um essentially what he was saying is like follow the path that the universe lays out for you but like at at, at certain points along the journey things will happen for you and and if you're paying attention then it'll be an indication that you should go this way you know rather and that has happened to me so many times like it's where
1: you felt like a calling
0: well not not necessarily a calling i already feel i feel called to do what i do that's why i do it but um i'll give you an example (laughs) dude this happens to me all the time it's insane but this is why i'm so convicted this is why when we had that talk i'm like hey i'm open to being convinced of anything and you gave me like a really You know like a legitimate thing to think about in in the in the conversation when we were
1: talking religion when we were
0: talking about god versus no god and you know and but man things happen for me so much and so just recently like i've been really chewing on this idea of like you know do i keep omen where it's at and um you know just sort of build upon the 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 shell of the structure that we have now Or do I have an opportunity to look at this other building and pretty much I would be completely gutting this other building and building from scratch and, and a guy walks in the other day, his first time in the shop. And the thing about me is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm very resourceful when it comes to human beings and I don't try to learn anything that's outside of my, my lane, you know, like Maybe it's a weakness of mine. I get intimidated by certain subject matters, but also, like, I love, I love, 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 love providing an opportunity for somebody to do what they're passionate about within my dream. You know, yeah, like, I noticed that about you. Cause they're, if they're, if they feel fucking excited to do what they do, then why would I rob them of that opportunity when I don't need to? I feel excited to do what I do, you know? So, anyway i've been thinking about it and like the thing the big thing that's been holding me up is like one i have a really good deal here i have a really good landlord i have great you know whatever so i really could stay here for a long time and and two is like the first step is like meeting with like an architectural you know sort of designer to map out what would the other building look like if i moved into it and figuring out if that would work and 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 just like you were saying a minute ago, is like when you're entering into a space where you really don't know anything about it. You, you were talking about with construction, a contractor could tell you, "Hey, it costs thirty thousand to paint this room," and you pay it. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. And so for me, I would, I would I would I would knowing me, I would not do it if I don't have somebody that I trust. I would not do it before I would let you take advantage of me. You know, and uh, what you would not.
1: You would not hire the contractor. Yeah, be, I would not hire. Yeah,
0: I would, before I would let somebody take advantage of me, I would do it half-assed myself before yeah. I would let you take advantage of me. And so yeah. had this guy walk in and he's wearing an Ar- Arte Syndicate shirt. And I'm, I'm talking like, this has been something that's a hot thing on my mind, at the top of my mind for the past like two weeks. like Because it's a, something that I need to make a decision on now if I'm going to start... Building the other building, Sky walks in. He's wearing Arte Syndicate T-shirt. I don't know what that is. Arte Syndicate is Andy frisella has this like entrepreneurship academy, basically, and it's called Arte. or Ar, the Arte Syndicate. Oh, okay. And and him and Ed Milette do this together, and every Wednesday night. You know, you meet with Ed or Andy and they give you some lessons and then you have access to they have these events and all these things. So anyway, this guy, I just happen to be familiar with it. So he walks in. I spot the T-shirt. I know what it is. So I get talking to him and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So and first of all. I don't know what it is currently, but I know like initially, I mean, it would cost you like. Thirty thousand dollars just to like, damn, just to get in, you know, like it's not cheap. It's for high level entrepreneurs so this guy so whenever you're in it i'm like oh you take what you do seriously yeah it's not to say that you're good at it but you take it seriously because you invested all that money just to be a part of it so i get talking to him and he's this dweeby guy you know (laughs) for real and he's like yeah i'm an architectural engineer and i'm like what do you mean he's like you know like i just i i draw the permit you know the the buildings up to spec and you know in a you know up to code in whatever building for new builds and I also do rebuilds and you know and I, and in my head I'm just like this is exactly the guy I needed to
1: meet 100%. you know what I, I mean feel you. so that's I just you.
0: that's what I mean when I say they have it happens to me all the time it's like because how I interpret that is that the universe or God however you believe but for me um made that resource available to me at the time that I needed the resource and so I almost feel like to not use the resource to not like go that's an indication that that's the direction I need to go on the path because if that resource never would have made made himself known right then I would continue and perhaps I don't go down that path but like as soon as it pops up, in the time when i'm thinking about hmm this is this would be the next step if i went that way and it pops up i'm like man i don't i've never met anybody in my life this is honest i've never ever ever met one of those people in my life ever yeah that did that for a profession yeah this is the first time in my life i met somebody and it's when i was thinking about it so i take that as man, God wants me to go in this direction. Yeah. So I'm going to go in that direction. And like, I just blindly, tr- I blindly trust it. Like, I'm just like, Oh, like I don't even have the money to pay this guy. Like, I mean, it's probably going to be five figures just to have them draw the shit, you know?
1: Yeah. But dude, dude yeah. you, you hear about people who from their perspective, nothing in their life ever goes well. They're always like, it's one thing after man, another. I can't stand those people. I ain't gonna me. lie. I ain't gonna lie. But dude, it's a mindset. I think the reason why that happens to you so consistently, it's, it's the law of attraction. It's you, you are asking the universe to give it to you and I'm the most anti like fluffy, like whatever, you know, uh, you're like, you're like science. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I do believe all that being said that if you're looking for something, it's the same in business. It's the same in any, like when I met Kelsey, I was intentionally and I tell her this, I was intentionally looking for a partner at that time when I met her. Yeah. Like I was very, like I was going on, you know, fucking Tinder dates and hinge dates and like,
0: are you looking for a partner or are you looking for something? Else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was genuinely
1: looking for a partner because yeah. I wanted one, you know? Um, I, I felt like my life would be better with a partner. So I was actively looking for it Yeah. and I found it. And, I really think, man, like, you're one of the most freaking motivated, inspired people that I know. Yeah. And I think because you are constantly looking for those opportunities, they are constantly coming to you. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, but I also think it's important to, like, you know, sort of, um, I don't know. I think there's a level of mind, mindfulness, like, like just presence like just being present and 100 like, yeah. that is required to even recognize them when they happen you know what i mean like i'm dude i'm starting to have all these amazing people you know come into my life like patrick and you and you know all the guys that come to the men's group and jack like mm. like i was itching to start another podcast you know and Oh, I didn't tell that story. That's what I was going to tell. I'm going to tell the story of how we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. But, uh, but long story short, I kinda don't. You kind of want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> if you ever have a chance to play me one on one, let's play the seven. Okay. It's because me and Jack, me and Jack played one on one and, uh, you know, it, it, it was funny.
1: You play I, basketball. I basically made him a bet. Right.
0: He wanted to. He wanted me to work with him. You know, he, he, this is what he does for a living. Oh, that's super cool. He, he produces nice. pod. He produces podcasts. What a way to and um, and then all, an agreement. But also, no. But also, he he, he dude. You you talked to him for just what five minutes before we started. Mm. And what'd you say to me? Dude, this guy's asking me and what I say to you, that's all Jack does. Yeah. He asks great questions. Yeah, he does. He's super philosophical. Yeah. Someday he'll have a, I I have no doubt, but he'll have a good podcast if he does it. Mm. But I know that when I met him, he was thinking about doing a podcast himself, like actually be on this side of the podcast, Mm. not that side. And what he does for a living is he produces podcasts for other people. But because he's such a good conversationalist and he's so philosophical, like, he, he would have a killer podcast. And so one day he asked me, like, hey, we, you know, he said something to the effect that indicated he would want me to do the podcast with him. And oh. so basically, but he also wanted to get me as a client because he knew that I wanted to start a podcast. So I challenged him to one on one. And I'm like, yo, when I found out that he plays ball, actually, there's an important detail. He just so dis- lost. No, he oh. did. He disrespected me because because I was like, yo, I really I found out that he plays ball. And I'm like, yo, I really, really have been looking to like play ball. Like he plays in a men's league. I'm like, dude, you should let me play on your team sometime. Like I would love to. And he was like, eh. he's like, I got to see if you could play first. So oh. I was like, okay. Damn. I was like, yo, let's play one-on-one. Let's play one-on-one. And I was like, if you win, I'll do your podcast with you. I'll be your co-host forever, forever, whatever you want. Damn. If, if I win, then uh, then I'll, you know, basically you'll work with me. Okay. You'll give me a deal. Okay. Wow. And so we go, we meet up and, uh, we meet up his place, you know, his time <laughs> and, 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 and we go and he's like, all right. And we're both on 75 hard at the time. So we have to do a 45 minute workout. So that was what I used. He was like, all right, let's play game to 11, one, all ones. I'm like, all right, bet. you know, And I was like, actually, dude, let's play to 21. I'm like, I got to do 45 minutes. I got to be out here for 45 minutes anyway. Right. So let's just play to 21. And I was, you know, this is before my ultra. I think it was before or after. Before my ultra. So I'm, I'm, I'm in great cardio condition. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's play 21. And he's like, all right. That's how I got him. He comes out, and he's been playing. I haven't played in years, legit. He comes out playing chess. He knew you'd get tired, bro. (laughs) Bro, he came out cooking. I'm talking cooking, hitting pull up, uh, pull ups, mid range on me, taking me to the to the basket. But we he we got to like seven, and I saw that he started to get a little a little winded. Uh So I'm like, all right, I got him,
1: dude. What do you, I, what do you call that? Huh? Like when you were running and you saw people who were limping and and you. Oh, uh, it's a, a kink in your armor, bro. Kink in your armor. I got no kinks. I got I got, kink I got no kinks in my armor nice. for
0: real, and yeah. uh, I fucking cooked him. We I think I think I think I think I won twenty one twelve, like. Wow. Twenty-one, to it. so like, but that's my that's my game. Was like, I'm like, I, I will literally just outlast you. Like, well, we can just, we can, we can, we can tie for the first eleven points.
1: You just fucked up. But if you, you told me your strategy, but if so you when die, play,
0: doesn't matter. You can't. What well, I can tell you, it, and you still, you still got to no, get. But now cr- we're playing a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> But I can actually play, though, too. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, dude. It was, that was fun. Uh, that was honestly a lot of fun.
1: But, yeah, man, I think, um, you know, when I was in college, I was born and raised, like, very religious. You know, all that good stuff. Went to church very religiously. Was, was, you know, very devout Christian. And just when I went to college at Rolla as an engineer, hearing a lot of, you know, science, sort of got away from it a little bit. thought I was smart for getting away from it. And now that I'm older, I realize that, like, all of the happiest, most successful people that I know, and when I say success, I'm not just talking, like, financially. I'm talking, like, with their family, their their wife or, or husband. Um, they're all religious. Like, every single one of them. Yeah. That come to my mind. Um, like, the people who I really look up to. Um, so, well, yeah, man, it's, it's something that I've been actively, like... Trying Just to yeah, get exploring
0: the thought, exploring the thought. Yeah. But I actually was going to ask you that: Who do you look up to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who are your role models? Who are the people, and and what specifically? What specifically
1: do you really admire about them? Yeah, um, Justin Donald's one of them. The guy that you mentioned. Yeah, the guy that I mentioned from Cutco. Just people who. So I, I have different role models for different things and I'm just here trying to figure it out at the end. So of the let's day, just
0: no? say in the real estate space, Oh, I'm going to give you some categories. I'm going to give you real estate lifestyle relationship, hmm. real estate,
1: Grant Cardone,
0: Grant Cardone. Why? What, what specifically do you admire about him? I've heard you told me a, a fact about him that I really respect, which is that he was in uh, rehab at,
1: he t- was in rehab. Um, Strictly from a financial perspective, he's very, very successful, but also the fact that like he talks about his anxieties and his insecurities all the time and just how open he is and the courage that he's had to go through that. And like he he throws like the biggest events that you can name in in the business world, really. Um, He's had panels with Donald Trump, like he's done some intimidating things that he openly admits Uh, that was hard yeah, and is hard. And he fought through those things. So it's really for him. It's not only a a real estate thing. It's like as a person, he, his, his relationship's great. Um, He has two daughters and he's a kick-ass dad. Like all those things. Hell
0: yeah. I love that. Okay. What about like, let's just say lifestyle, like as a, cause you know, in the men's group, we have this bucket analogy that we talk about, like, and it's, You know husband father friend teammate man right so let's just say you know taking the business uh, aspect out of it and the teammate piece of it out of it with those other things you know who do you who do you look up to who do you look to as a role model for which let's just say like okay husband father or no not husband either because we're gonna do that relationship so let's just say um, you know man like as just a man, you know, like who's a good example for you as like, man, that's the kind of man, a man of integrity. That's the kind of guy I look up to.
1: Honestly, my dad. Really? Yeah. I look up to my dad a lot. I I met your dad, man. He's a stud. He is. He is. He like what I really admire about him. um, My my mom is Puerto Rican and she's from New York, so she's very, you know, that's a killer. That's a killer combo. Yeah. The most loving, you know, woman that you'll ever meet in your life, but he has a serious amount of patience and like he has stage four cancer. He's had stage four cancer three times in his life. He's going through some shit right he, now. He does that right now. He does. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you met him and you would have never thought. No. Like he always has a smile Didn't on his mention face. mention He's the most optimistic person that, yeah. that you'll ever meet. So I think... And also the hardest worker I've ever met in my life. Like that man is always working on something. Even today, um, you know, when he has his cancer and and he's he's basically reaching the end of his life and he's still like very high integrity, very hard worker, um, sets a good example for me to this day. Um, Always like very good and- Give
0: me an example. Give me an example because I'll I'll give you an example of, of what I'm well, the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Um because I do think w- when we when you think about things like this, specific things do come to mind. Like, for example, my mom is similar to, to what I would assume your mom is like. I don't I don't know, but I'm from New York. And my mom is like always just on everything. She got something to say about everything. You know, like, and she'd just be like, "Dennis, Dennis, my dad's name, Dennis." Oh, oh, Dennis, 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 Dennis. You know, and then me, like, I'm 30 years old, and my mom will call me and be like, "Literally, Mark, you need a haircut. Didn't anybody tell you you look like a freaking Q-tip? You know that?" My mom you, too. You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm 30 years old. Like, mom, <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave me. A, so, my that's how my mom is. Like, yeah. just so. She loves me to death. She would do anything. Like I mean, she's the best. She's the best in some sense. But I don't I don't even I don't spend much time with her. I can't spend much time with her because like she's just so overbearing that I just I for me I don't respond well to that. Yeah. And my dad is just like I'm telling you, man, the 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 loyalty that he showed the you said patience, that's a good word too. Yeah. But like Man, I would have left my mom. I would have left my mom a decade ago. Me too. You, you know yeah. what I mean? I, and it, and and it's like he has my mom's back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's his. That's that's his wife. And so, it's, and so for me, I look like that's that's a specific example of something that I really look up to about my father is that even if she's wrong, when we get home, he might tell her that, but in the moment, that's, that's what she said. You know what I mean? So like, I admire that. I I think that is a quality that we should have. It's not that you should have your people's back, even if they're wrong, but like we, we, we're tribal creatures. Like we live in tribes, you know, villages, whatever. And I would like to think that in public the people that I have to my left and my right and be like, listen, man, I'm ready to go to battle for, whatever, 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 whatever's happening right now, I'm ready to go to battle with my people. It doesn't matter whether they're right, wrong, indifferent. When we get back, we say, hey, don't do that again because I don't want to do that again. So I admire that quality about my dad. But like for you, I I hear what you're saying and I think I understand. But like, give me an example of something that you're like, man, there was this one time where he did this. And I think that's that's the kind of man I want to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, two things come to mind. The first one is not super specific, but it's just in this time period of his life. Yeah. And it's that the man is going through stage four cancer and he has never complained about anything. Yeah. So that's not like super specific, but it's like day to day. Like he has a smile on his face. He's positive. He's like taking initiative as far as what he can do for himself from a health perspective. Yeah. And I really admire that. And then, um, another thing that comes to mind is sort of similar to what you just said. And it's something that I respect him for, but I think I'm going to do a little bit differently when I have kids. Yeah. And that's almost exactly what you just said. My mom and I, if we have a disagreement, he will take her side every time. Doesn't matter what it is. That's his wife. Does not matter. That's his wife. Yeah. And he also, your dad at least, tells you after, like, hey, son, like, my dad, nope. You were wrong. Ah! <laughs> my wife was right, period. Yeah, that's yeah. just how it is. End, yeah. of, end of story. Um, and, you know, when I have kids, maybe not quite as extreme. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think all parents kind of figure it out as they go. Yeah. Um, and you can't really plan for that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, man, I really respect my dad for that. He's like – I like that a he's lot. He's a very loyal guy to his wife, to my mom.
0: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, that kind of leads to the next one. It bleeds into it, but just in a relationship sense, like is he also the guy or is there another guy that you look up to, you know?
1: My dad's definitely the guy from a relationship sense. Yeah. I wonder if there's
0: Just a loyal husband.
1: Um,
0: Are you a romantic? Like I'm a, rom- uh, I'm a romantic in, this, in the sense that my parents have been married for over 35 years, and I think it's the coolest fucking thing in the world.
1: You know, man... I I'm a little more practical like with my relationship so when I first met Kelsey it's not like after the first week I was like oh I'm gonna marry this girl she was beautiful and she had all these amazing qualities but it was her constantly you know proving to be this incredible person over and over and over again that I was like after six months being with her I was like dude This is it. And then still to this day, three and a half years later, she has continued to prove to be this just incredible partner that I know for the rest of my life, she's really the best partner that I could ever ask for. Yeah. So am I... I love that
0: you say that. I love that you say that word to partner. That's what I say. Yeah. I say partner because I feel like we're like in this together. Like we're on a team and we got to win. You know know what I mean? 100% man.
1: And she she's constantly building me up. Like every time that I come to her with any sort of stress, it's like, she does not say, you know, stop talking about this. This is annoying. This is the fifth day in a row. None of that. It's always like sitting down. Um, she's a really good listener. She's probably the best listener. You've probably realized that in talking to her. She's a really good listener. She is
0: really good. She'll like stoically, like just look at you while you're talking.
1: Yeah. And and she'll zip it. If, she she but it, won't she but, won't like Yeah, she won't try you. to talk. Yeah.
0: And but if you're not used to that, which most people are not used to it. I wasn't. It it's kind I of learned like, it from her. It's kind of like it makes you uncomfortable. You're like, "Man, is, this girl is looking through my soul, soul right yeah. now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she really is. But it's good. Yeah.
1: It's good. Yeah. Like I love her that much more because dude, I can say something today and a year and a half from now. She'll, she'll,
0: she'll remember, remember it. That's so great. That's incredible. She tells
1: me something and tomorrow I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that's know?
0: That's crazy. Grace too. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> dude, they got, we got to love them. We're yeah. too, we're, I don't know. We don't deserve them. So yeah. dude, so dude, um, I guess the last thing I guess we'll close on is, uh, you're you're you've been an active member of the men's group here at Omen, um, you know what was it since the first week? I don't know if it was since the first week. Did you come to the first? Not one? since
1: the first week. I think because um, keep in mind, I started coming to Omen what three months ago. Yeah. So maybe you had, and then D- we I didn't know really know each other that well until you know a few weeks. Of Isn't it
0: cool done. though, how you just start making friends? Like, did you make friends at the rate that you're making friends no. 100% now before no. you, it's so
1: crazy. Dude, dude. I've known you for three months and you're coming to my wedding.
0: Oh yeah. That, that is interesting. Think
1: about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: you know what? That happens to me for whatever reason. I don't know how that happens, but, um, but it's, it's, And we're having a small wedding. It's crazy, though, the rate at which Omen has, like, accelerated the friendship. Because as an adult, it's not like you make new friends all the time. No, that's hard. It it really is. But I was just going to say, what's been like, you know, has there been anything, any big takeaway or any big, you know, like, oh, you know this has happened or you know maybe there was a concept that we talked about that was like your 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 number one thing that that you think man this has been one of the highlights for me so far since I've been a part of the omen community yeah
1: yeah 100% um i think the the men's group in particular for me it was the authenticity that so many of the people have in that i came in there you know everyone puts on a front when they're first meeting people and it's hard to kind of break down those barriers, but then people in the men's group start talking about what they're going through problems that they're having. We're all human. So, you know, we're, it's a place where we can openly talk about those things and dude, it's a great group of guys. Like they're all very authentic. And I feel like I can be my genuine self and express my weaknesses and my insecurities and my anxieties and all those things openly so that we can all grow together. Mm-hmm.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Well, I re- I really appreciate you being on the show again. I thought I was going to be the first one to have you on, but <laughs> now I'm like, fuck man. Well, the
1: other ones were real estate. So those the first non <laughs> real estate. Yeah, man. It,
0: you know, I, I think that I do think there's value in having you know, subject matter specific podcasts. And I have done that before, but I really intentionally didn't do that with this show because, you know, as I, I've shared with you, my bucket analogy, the five bucket analogy, and like, man, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with that. And I think that, I do think there's something to that. I don't want to say it's the key, but like, it could be the key. It could be the key to actually a, success, a happy and successful life. It could be the key, like understanding that you can't, you, you can put all your eggs in one basket in different areas of your life, but there are multiple areas of your life and you can't neglect any one area of your life or else totally. someday you're going to be you're going to pay for that. And so um, and so I was really excited to do a podcast where we would touch on a little bit of like you know, business and entrepreneurship, a little bit of, like, what does it look like to be a good partner? Um, what does it be look like to be a good man? What, what does it look like to be a good, you know, role model for the next generation? What does it look like to be a good teammate or a leader at work, you know? So um, I really appreciate it, because I think that you've provided a lot of a lot of nuggets, a lot of value um, in all of those areas, you know, over the course of this conversation. And truly, I'm, I'm truly grateful for your friendship. Like, I, I really am. Like, James and I, now we... We run a couple of days a week. Uh, you know, uh, you know he's a little tired at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: become a runner? I know. I have. I have. Um, last Wednesday when we ran, it was the most I've ever ran in my life.
0: So. Yeah, nine miles. Yeah. And we ran. We, we didn't really run that fast, to be honest. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <and 30> pace. <laughs> I, I, know. I hate to break it's it to you, bro. but we didn't run that fast. But It's hard. Yeah, man. You become a runner. It's so cool to see... Um, You know, well, one, I think that you I think it's fair to say that you have, you know, grown and evolved since you've been around and you're becoming better. But you're also contributing in the sense that people are getting better because of you, because you're a part of it. So, yeah, Yeah. man, thank you. Um, I do want to say, you know, James is getting into uh, mentorship. Okay, Um, We touched briefly on sort of some of his qualifications, but. He's only 27 years old. He's fully retired, fully financially free and independent. Um, has a what did you say? Eleven million dollars. Eleven million dollar yep. real estate portfolio. He's only been doing it five and a half years. However, whatever he has been doing has worked um, uh, quite successfully. So he's been getting into mentorship, and I I really admire that. Some people some people when they do that, it's because it's out of greed but you're doing it because you're like, man, I did this. Like I actually did it. It worked hundred percent. And like, if I can do it, then you can do it too. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you listening that, um, you know, are even remotely interested in becoming a real estate Mm investor investor and becoming financially free and maybe doing what James did, um, reach out to him because I, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. You've now started mentoring. Would you say eight people, eight people, eight people, Um, and there's one friend of mine in particular that I can think of right now, um, that comes to the shop regularly. This man spent $10,000 on a real estate course. Um, and he spent that $10,000 on a course online that was supposed to teach him everything he needed to know in order to basically do what James has done. And he spent the 10,000, he did the course and he still, he didn't fail, but I saw him. He I was watch, underwhelmed. I watched the whole process. No, but I I watched the outcome. Oh yeah. He 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 bought his first property. He went to go you know flip it or whatever, and he basically lost. He lost on it. After all, after the after spending ten thousand dollars on this fucking course, he still went into his first deal and 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 managed to lose. So this shit is. Like everything, every almost everything in life is simple but not easy, right? Mm-hmm. There's like there's there's experience is 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 always going to be the most valuable teacher, right? And so James then scooped this guy up and took him under his wing, and now this guy is going into another deal, exponentially more confident, right? And and I'm pretty sure that with James's help, it's going to work out well, right? 100. So uh, for those of you guys that are interested, dude, hit James up. Uh where do they find you? On Instagram?
1: On Instagram, James Gleason Real Estate. James is probably the best way to reach me. Just James me Gleason Real
0: Estate on Instagram. Hit him up. Um and uh you know, me personally, I can vouch for him. He's one of the best dudes I know. So uh thank you for coming on, man. Thank for, you, brother, for, for having real. me on. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. It's been a good experience. So,
0: All right, man.